guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Mandy. I'm one of the senior high, <laughs> high, senior high small group leaders, um, and I have the awesome privilege of bringing the word tonight. So um, I'm going to start out with a disclaimer. I am going to hand out some things. Everyone hopefully will have one. They will not. Nothing will be done with them except being kept in your hand. Does everyone understand the instructions? Everyone. Okay. Well, if you don't, if you choose to use it other than just in your hand and holding it, then you get it taken away. Okay? So I will pull the mom card if I have to. So one for people. One for people. One for people. All right. And you will wonder what it is. Don't worry. It is not a bomb. No, it is not. All right. So we are going right to get right to it. So we have time for small groups. All right. Wait patiently. You will get one. Oh, I was like, who is that? Okay. All right. If you can hear me, raise your hand. I feel like Dave at convention. <laughs> it was awesome. All right. In 2 Corinthians 4-7. Derek, am I getting feedback or is that just me? Am I okay? Good. Okay. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, not crushed, perplexed but not despaired, persecuted but not abandoned, shut down but not destroyed. We always carry around the death of Jesus in us so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. That seems a little weird, but we're going to be talking about jars of clay. Did everybody get one? Yes. I'm so sorry. Malachi, I'm going to hold yours, okay? I will give it to you later, okay? <laughs> Just one short. That's okay. Anyways, so we're going to be talking about jars of clay and what this scripture talks about. Remember, hold it in your hand. Please don't go crazy. Be responsible, teenagers. We're going to be talking about jars of clay. And what these jars of clay, I have some examples here of pottery, yes. These things, are, we, are, we are referred to as jars of clay. And we are to hold God's glory. We are to hold the unsurpassed glory of God. And that's an incredible honor, but also that comes at a cost. And as I was just standing back there during worship, um, great job, worship team. Um, I was just thinking, the Holy Spirit was reminding me, like, I needed this word tonight, too. So I'm not speaking to all of you as much as I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to everybody here. So this is a time where I, I hope that this isn't a discouraging word, but more of a reminder of the relentless love of God. And so... Let me find where I need to go back. The writers of 2 Corinthians talks about how in our bodies we hold the power of God. What it means to be jars of clay, to hold God's glory, means that we will be crushed. Ouch. That also means that we will be molded. 
It means that we will be placed into the fires of trial. And it also means that we will be healed by Jesus's blood and the surpassing power of God will pour out of us to others. So all of the first couple ones sounded like really harsh, like, ah, oh, I don't want to hear that. So I want you to um, hold your clay. And when you first got it out of your bag, was it hard? Yeah. It was like really hard, right? You can take it out of your bag. You can hold it. Some people have like smaller pieces. Some of them, it's all in big one lump. But the thing is, if the longer that you hold it and the more you work with it, the more it gets soft. And so we are going to go to the potter's house. The prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament was told by God to go to the potter's house and that God was going to give him a word when he got there. And so in Jeremiah 18.3, it says, So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel, but the pot was shaped from the, but the pot he had shaped from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as he seemed, as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to him and he said, can I not do this with you, Israel, as the potter has done, declares the Lord. Like the clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hands, Israel. And we talk about that being a message to Israel in the Old Testament. But then again, in First or Second Corinthians, we're talked about as clay pots again. And so this reference back to the Old Testament that we are clay pots actually should show us who God is in our lives. And so when we look at this whole passage and we talk about the different aspects of making a clay pot, I want you to think about the goodness of God, despite all of the things that we have to go through to carry his glory. And so first, the potter began with clay. And we're not going to go into it as much, but a potter would actually go out into the field and he would choose the proper clay that he wanted to make the specific jar or pot that he wanted to make. And so he would bring it out and he would have to clean it. He would have to work with it to get rid of all the garbage that was in it, all of the earth and leaves and branches and all of that stuff. But we're going to focus on when he brought it into the home. When he brought it in, it was cleaned up, and it's probably very similar to what is in your hands right now. And so as you're molding it and as you're pulling it apart, and I just spit a little bit. Um, so sorry, it's my own pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awkward. Um, you, you start to pull it apart and you crush it and you crush it. And we think about our lives and how hard that is to go through those crushing process, the pulling apart, those ripping apart, and probably some of you have already started to kind of shape things. Some of you artists are probably already like making a little flower or like, hey, look, I made a hot dog. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that is the type of stuff that the potter would do. As he was holding the clay, he was crushing it. He was thinking about what he wanted to make with this. He was making it soft. And he couldn't put it on the wheel until it was softened. And so when it actually got on the wheel, it was ready to be worked with. So you think about our lives and how Christ comes into us and he cleans us up, he gets all the debris out, and he says, now I want to make something of you. And so when we actually get on the wheel to be formed, 
he has an idea in his head. He, the word says that he knew us before we were born. He had plans to prosper us. He knew us way before the foundations of this earth. And so he knows what he wants to make out of us. It's us that doesn't necessarily know that. And so he puts us on the wheel and he starts to shape us. But it says that when Jeremiah went there, when he went to the potter's house, let me bring it back. It says, so I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. So get this in your head, the potter at the wheel. He has the clay. He's working it. He's making it into a pot. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. Now the word mar actually means damaged. It means less than perfect. It means not pretty. It just has like some damage to it. And so the potter is working this and he said, this is what I want to make. And all of a sudden it becomes damaged. And so when in our lives we think like, what does that look like when the, God is trying to shape us into what he wants us to be? So many things I think of is that we take on an identity that's not supposed to be ours. God wants to shape us into this. Okay, this might be what you get to be shaped like. This is your vessel to hold God's glory. But for whatever reason, you're like, nope, I want to be this one. Nope, I like this one better. Now that might look like I'm an introvert. I'm actually not at all. But I'm an introvert and oh, I just, I just want to be in front of people and I want to lead. I want to be an extrovert. That's what I want. And so you fight that. You become marred in his hands because he's saying that's not how I created you. And that's not what I want to shape you into. It also might be that you are ridiculously smart and super techie like Derek. And you say, oh, I don't want to be like that. I want to be sportsy. I want to be like the crazy athlete. And I want to just, I don't want to be known as smart. So I'm going to act dumb and I'm going to go out for all the sports. And God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So what happens in the potter's hand is he crushes it back down. And that seems painful when we look at it in our own lives. We're like, whoa, I don't want to be crushed. I don't want to be broken back down. But he's saying, I have the perfect plan for you. I have the identity that I put on you before you were even born, before you had any ideas about yourself, I have a plan for you. And so it's so amazing to think of how he doesn't throw it away when it gets marred. He doesn't give up on it and say, well, that'll never work. He just takes it back in his hands. And just like you guys have done when, let's say that flower didn't quite work out or that hot dog, what do you do? You smush it back down and you soften it again. And he does that with our hearts. He softens us back out. And he says, like, hey, Malachi, there's your, there's your piece right there. He crushes it down again. But it's not to, like, to throw us away. It's not to give up on us. It is so that we know, no, he's got a better plan. He's got a better plan. I, I'm going to break you down because there's so much more that I have for you. And so as you are holding that and, and molding it, I, you're probably thinking of some times in your life where you fought who you are. You fought God's intention for your life. And so when you think about that, he's good. He's good to love you enough to create you the way that he had planned. We were not the potter. We're just the clay that gets to hold his glory, which is so amazing. And so we think like, okay, well, that's, that's just part of the process, so when the potter actually got the clay the way that he wanted it to be, he said, all right, this is the shape it's going to be. And he goes, look, this is beautiful and shiny. I should, okay, we're going to say something raw like this, okay? 
So it's really raw and it is painted, but let's say he's ready to go put this in the fire. Well, the fires of life are not necessarily fun. But when you think about the pots and holding his glory, we have to be hardened. We have to go into the fire to be able to hold his glory. We have to be able to go into the fire to be able to be poured out and show the world how good God is. And that's not fun. And we always think like, okay, well, I went into the fire and made it out. Great. But maybe you came out with like a little, little Nick. There is a fantastic uh, article that I found from a wonderful woman um, who did a lot of research on early Israel and the potter and things like that. So I wanted to share this because this was so powerful to me because so many times we think, God's never going to use me. I did that. He can't use me. I went into the fire and I didn't come out solid. I came out cracked. I came out damaged. The fire destroyed me. And we think that God is going to throw us away then too. But this is so amazing. He never, ever gives up on us. This woman named Debbie Rich um, did some research on this. And she said, when a vessel became broken, it was a result of the clay that wouldn't take the heat. Sometimes I think we go into the fire and we're like, I wasn't ready for that one. And it shows in how we come out of it. Our attitude is wrong. We have resentment towards people. We have bitterness towards people and we're cracked. And it shows. But it says, God, the great potter, will use all kinds of firewood to heat up the furnace. He takes tough situations to use them to prove the hearts of his children. He will make sure that we pass the courses to prove ourselves in life. He wants to repair us at any cost. And that sounds, okay, well, that sounds great, but it gets better because God is so good and he's so deep that we can find him in all these things. And when he says to Jeremiah to go to the potter's house, he has a lesson there. We can learn stuff about God in vessels of clay. And so this one's kind of nicked. This, this was my husband's work from when he was like in junior high or something. Um, it's a little damaged. It's been a little worn, but... I won't, I won't do that. Hopefully it doesn't break tonight. So in the real life pottery days of Israel, the potter had a remedy for broken vessels. He used a small tick-like insect called the fasuka. I probably am saying that right. Fasuka. This insect lived on the blood of bulls and goats. The potter kept them in small jars next to where he worked. The potter grieved when one of his precious vessels became broken. He would take special time to sit at the bench and work with patience to repair it. He crushed the vasuka, fasuka, fasuka, between his finger and thumb to mix the blood with clay to repair the crack. He worked this, sum, this substance into the cracked area. This sealed it, and it went back into the fire. The same fire that burned it and cracked it in the first place. So we go back in. He never, he never wants us to fail. He never, like, 
raises an angry fist when we don't make it out right and we have a bad attitude and we need another try. He shows, even through how he taught his children to fix broken vessels, he shows us it is through his blood that covers that, heals that crack. And then he sends us back into that same fire that originally hurt us, that originally cracked us. And he says, I have, I've given you new blood. I've given you new victory over this situation. And as many times, that was the amazing thing. Only after it came out uncracked could it be released for service. And I just think that's so incredible of our God to never give up on us, to never say like, listen, you didn't mold the way I wanted you to. I'm giving up on you. I'm throwing you to the side. He didn't say, well, that fire burned you. Clearly, I can't put my spirit in you. He over and over and over and over again, he says, I will give up. I gave up all of my blood so that you could live a victorious life. And so our goal as his children, as representatives to this world of who God is, we get to carry his power. We get to carry his spirit and his glory to this world. And if we need to be fixed, I actually just like chipped this one over here. <laughs> I thought it was the curtain over there and it was actually like a beam, but it really, it held up great. But that's the amazing thing is that God, God wants to be able to have us be the most amazing, beautiful um, representation of who he created us to be. He doesn't love it when the fire burns us and cracks us. He doesn't love it when he has to crush us down and remold us, but he's willing to do that because he's like, I have, a, I have an idea in my head of how amazing you can be, and I want to show you how beautiful and awesome you can be and carry my glory wherever you go. So as you guys take these with you, I want... Um, as you're going through life or even maybe right now you're going through stuff and you're like, man, I feel like right now I am before, I'm not even on the wheel, but I'm being crushed and I'm being stretched and I'm being pulled and I'm being softened. That's all right. Some of you are like super early in the process. Some of you might just be being pulled out of the field and that's okay. Other people have been through fires and they're like, oh my goodness, how many more times am I going to have to go through that fire? How many more times am I going to have to be healed by Jesus? As many times as it needs to happen. He's that good. Because these are beautiful creations. As unique and different as they are, somebody had an awesome idea to make this. Somebody had an awesome idea to make this and give it to me as a gift. I thank them very much. These are awesome and they show the uniqueness of the creator and also their purpose. I mean, this is, is not really for pouring water out. This one is more for holding flowers or silver. This one, pour water. This one to hold my coffee. So all of those things, we all have a different purpose. And again, we don't necessarily get to choose it because he had a better plan for us long ago. If we are ever that artist, we don't sit down and go, gee, I wonder what this creation wants to be. That's nonsense. But that's also what we sometimes do with God. Like we think we know better. So if we can look at this little piece of clay and say, this 
is beautiful, I trust that the potter knows what he's doing. I trust that if I'm in that crushing process, it's going to be worth it. I trust that if I'm in the fire, it's going to be worth it because I am going to come out stronger. That's the whole point is that we become strong. We become these incredible vessels that hold everything that we can possibly hold of who God is. And so whatever that looks like, and as you are, as we're kind of like breaking this down a little bit, um, maybe the Holy Spirit will just start to show you like some things in your life that you've been fighting against or some fires in your life that you're like, please, God, do not send me back in there. Please don't send me back in there. But to trust that he's good and that even if it were to crack us, he can still heal that. And he can still, with his own blood, just like he showed the Israelites how to heal and crack or heal the cracks in, in the pottery, he does that for us. He pours out his blood and he heals us. So as we go to small groups, I thank you guys for listening. I pray that this was an encouragement to you that um, we don't have to think about it like, gosh, you know, God's going to do this. He's so mean. But everybody goes through hard things, whether they love Jesus or not. And to think about like the goal of the potter, whether you love God or not, is that he ends up being able to pour his spirit into us. So as Christians, if we are healed and whole and filled, we then get to pour it out and show others how good our potter, our God is. So I'm going to pray and just ask Holy Spirit, you know, if there's anything that you're kind of holding on to that you haven't surrendered or a fire recently that you have gone through that you can say, help me to heal from that so that when I go back in that, I won't be cracked, that I can trust you in that, God. So Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for um, just how our whole world shouts about you. Things like pottery can still talk about how good you are, how you even taught your children to do the processes that, that heal like you do so that there are the representatives all over the place. We love you. We thank you that we're all so different. Um, I know so many times, especially as teens, we want to be like everybody else, but God, you don't want that because every single person in this room reveals a little bit more of who you are. We hold your beauty. We hold your character. We hold your strength. And it's all a little bit different for every person. And so may we see the diversity of this room and of this world to show how amazing you are and how vast you are. May we trust you if we are going through the fire, if we are already cracked from the fire, if we need to allow you to do the work in who we are as we are being molded. I pray, Father, that you will allow us um, more chances, and I thank you that you do, that we're never going to just be totally and completely what we think we should be, but I pray that you will just pour your spirit into us and that we will be vessels for you to be able to be poured out to the world around us. We thank you for tonight. Bless our small groups as we break out. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.